In a world that's ran out of chocolates, one man takes it in the ass. A bullet that is... Does he finally find the shrimp? Or is this the end? Now on HBO, the return of Gump Daddy! Welcome to the Ready for Some Football podcast, week 11. Playoffs around the corner. We got uh, Matt Olson uh, with our Boomer Bus segment. How you doing, Matt? Doing great, Jimmy. Um, last week, uh, Tony must have been our lucky charm. We went out and had six picks and uh, ended up getting four of those six, especially with uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Aaron Rodgers both being bust last week. So those were two huge picks for us. But we'll go ahead and jump into our Week 11 picks. We'll start off with the bust this week. Our first one's going to be Leonard Fournette. Uh, he's playing the number seven uh, rush defense in Indianapolis. Uh, and Nick Foles is back, so maybe some more passing um, from the Jacksonville Jaguars and a lot less running. I mean, he has been toting the rock a lot this year, and, and maybe they're trying to conserve him for a playoff push and, and use him later down the road. Our second bust is going to be Jones Jr. Uh, playing Dallas defense. They've got the second-best uh, pass defense in the league right now, and no one's sure exactly if Matt Stafford's coming back. He has some vertebrae issues that always are serious, so we'll have to see how that goes moving forward. Uh, moving into our last bust, we have Diggs. Uh, you know, not a great matchup, not a terrible matchup, one of those average matchups, but what concerns me is over the last two weeks, he only has four catches. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that has a lot to do with Thielen being out, um, so we'll have to see if he's healthy and can take some of that number one cornerback's you know, coverage off of him. Uh, but we'll just, again, have to see how that goes out uh, playing forward here. Uh, moving into our booms this week, we're going to go with, for a third week in a row, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, the guy's insane. He's playing Houston. It's going to be a shootout, and he's going to have to do big things to keep that team in the game against Houston. Uh, moving on to our second pick is another quarterback. We have Jameis Winston. Uh, he's playing the Saints this week, and it's also just going to be a big shootout. Uh, I don't expect a whole lot from the running game on either side, with Tampa Bay having the second, I believe the second best uh, rush defense in the league and the uh, and not having any running game speak up for themselves. So he's going to have to put up big numbers. And then for our final boom of the week, uh, kind of makes up for Tony's bust with uh, Jones Jr., but we've got Jacobs who is playing the Cincinnati Bengals. And there really doesn't need to be a whole lot said other than the fact that he's playing the Cincinnati Bengals. That's going to be our picks of the week. Back to you, Jimmy. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Week 11 GM Call of the Week. It's actually going to be not a call this week. It's actually going to be the host of the podcast, Jimmy Russell. Uh, the GM of Maddie Light. Jimmy, how's your week going? It's going pretty good, man. How about you? All right, man. It's going pretty good. Uh, thanks for asking. So, you know, I know you do the podcast every week, but like everybody, you know, I know they don't know a lot about like what's going on with you and stuff like that. So I wanted to ask you some questions tonight. You good with that? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, all right, let's get going. All right, so your first question, man. Your, team, your team's been up and down this year. Um, 
is your love for Matt Ryan costing you wins? <laughs> you know, it could be said that it is. I mean, Matt Ryan, he's uh, he's been kind of hit or miss. You know, I think what it was is he had two of his best games, and then he got hurt. So he had put up 31 uh, week five, uh, 30 week six, and then all of a sudden he's hurt. And then he's out Seattle, he's out the bye week. So I don't necessarily know if it's Matt Ryan that's hurting me. I, I think it's more of every time I uh, complete a trade for a running back, they, they get hurt. So <laughs> I think it's more of that. So you're getting bit by the injury bug. Yep. All right, so um, right there on the bubble, man, are you making the playoffs? Absolutely, absolutely. I think absolutely. I think we got. The, I think we have the players. You know, I think, you know, out of all the trades I've made this year, because I, I had to kind of uh, reshuffle the deck. I, I'm 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 looking at uh, Muhammad Sanu. You know, he's a tech. He's still a Falcon in my heart, and uh, I'm hoping that he he plays big over the next couple weeks and uh, helps me uh, get into the playoffs. I mean, from what I've been reading, he's supposed to be a very active role in the offense coming soon. Yep. So maybe maybe that'll start getting you some points. All right, man. So uh, I know everybody hears from you on the podcast that listens every week, and, uh, and, you know, they hear your voice and all that, but I don't know if they know what's going on with you. So tell us, man, what's going on with Jimmy in, uh, in the real world? Yeah, man. So I'm uh, I'm out in Woodstock. Me and my wife live out here now. We we were living in Smyrna for about four years, and we moved up here in April, and really like it. We uh, we're try- kind of getting uh, to know the place and get out and about as much as possible. But um, you know, for work, I I, I work for uh, T-Mobile for Business. So I'm an account executive. You know, a lot of cool different um, companies out there. You know, I, I sell uh, wireless solutions, whether it's smartphones, tablets, fleet management wireless routers anything that can be connected so it's fun it's uh you know i got out of wireless for a year and uh got back into it so uh, um you know it gets me the, gives me the ability to do some pretty neat things i'm the uh i'm the account manager for the Atlanta Braves. so i i spent <laughs> i was uh out at the at suntrust park last night doing an event meeting you know all these big wigs from all the different baseball teams around the uh around the nation so it was, it was kind of cool and uh, a good networking event but yeah all in all doing really good man awesome man awesome well let's uh let's talk about thursday night football so i believe it is the steelers at the browns who are you taking i'm gonna have to take the steelers i just i picked up their defense and they have been doing work i mean even with a you know, a quarterback. That's not you know their offense. Isn't, offense isn't putting up uh, that many points. <laughs> yeah, but their defense. Their defense is averaging. Let's just say it like this: the last four weeks, they have three touchdowns. So, yeah. You know, and I'd say I'd say Cleveland and Baker Mayfield are good for a touchdown. Uh, you know, <laughs> especially what it, on Thursday night football. Especially, it's just always garbage football. So, I think. Uh, yeah. I think the Steelers defense. Like, you know, I think that kind of puts the Steelers over the top there. I don't, I don't really care what their offense does. Yeah, their defense is going to win it for them. I, I also, uh, I'm also going with the Steelers in that game. Just, they're just hot right now. I mean, losing Ben, ben Roethlisberger and they're still five and four. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, um, 
good wild card push. I don't see them winning their division with Baltimore in it, but yeah, I like I like the Steelers in that game. Matt, Matt, are you there? Can you hear something, New York? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> it's freezing balls, but I'm here. <laughs> well, who you got for Thursday night football, man? Uh, you know, you know, because it's so cold and I'm up here, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Steelers just because they like the cold. So we'll just go with that. I don't I don't have a rhyme or a reason other than the fact that the Steelers play well in the cold. Okay, all right. Well, Jimmy, thanks for uh, thanks for sharing a little bit of your personal life with us, and uh, and uh, let's just get straight into the pick now. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. All right, welcome to our week eleven weekly picks. All right. Tony, we got some good ones. Uh, Olsen's here to join us as well uh, for our weekly picks. We got uh, first up, we have Gump Daddy at five and five, just sliding down that pole like a little stripper at the at the uh, Pink Pony against the A Team. Uh, the projections are ninety for Gump, eighty four for the A Team at six and four. I'm looking at this matchup. You know, Gump's still got a solid team. He's still got solid running back, solid quarterback. You know, he's just not filling in, you know, players. He's just uh, – he's got the Cardinals defense against San Francisco. Hate it. You know, O.J. – you know, Howard had a, a big game last week, so I don't hate that move. I just don't like the matchup against New Orleans. You know, the Falcons just destroyed them last week, and, uh, I, you know, I see them having a bounce-back game. But I'm, I'm looking at the A team – and, you know, I like some of his matchups. If, if Connor plays, um, it's going to be a good fit for him. Uh, Thielen, if he's you – know, Adam's biggest concern is injuries. But I'm going to go ahead and pick the A team for this matchup. Uh, you know, as long as Adam's uh, players play, I think he's got the win. What do you think, Tony? Uh, I'm looking at, at it right now, too, Jimmy. I actually like uh, Jared Allen – Josh Allen, excuse me. Josh Allen again. Uh, Miami this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing down down here in, in, in the warm weather. Yep. But it's actually going to be kind of cold down here for the Miami players because it's going to be in the 60s. So uh, <laughs> I like I like Josh Allen coming down here. I like Todd Gurley actually against Chicago because their defense hasn't been playing well. But just like Matt brought up, if uh, Steiner is that Stan Fine from Minnesota? I don't know how to say his last name. Feeling. Feeling. Uh, Feeling. but there you go but if he uh if he plays i like i like adam with the win what do you think matt uh you know it's, it's hard to go against a team that has two top 10 running backs which gump has um you know he's got a quarterback that if it did get hurt would probably be competing with russell wilson for the mvp this year um so i'm gonna actually have to go with gump daddy on this one uh but one thing i do want to add about adam's team that that, that concerns me is, is the Rams. Uh, if the Rams, you know, mathematically get eliminated from the playoffs, do they rest Todd Gurley for the rest of the year? I mean, they just made a huge investment uh, financially in him, and it's like, well, we can't make the playoffs. Do you sit him down, and what does that do to his team heading into the playoffs? Oh, interesting. I want to pose one last question about this matchup. I mean, looking at Gump's, like, established players compared to, like, his bench – He's not making any moves. I mean, is Gump a contender in the playoffs or is he a pretender? Because, I mean, we all know, like, you got to make moves when the playoffs roll around because, you know, you might have some players that are, like, 
you know, they're, they start sitting people like Pat Mahomes and, you know, Mark Ingram's on a, a really solid team. I mean, they may, they may start subbing him out when we get, you know, the second round of the playoffs. What do you guys think? Um, I mean, I like your point there, but at the same time, I think some of them, uh, some of these players have contract incentives where they, if they play a certain amount of games per season, they get bonuses. If they carry the ball a certain amount of times, like, so uh, going into sitting players, if it starts affecting their money, the players aren't going to want to sit. For example, like Todd Gurley, I don't, I don't know any of his incentives, but if he had a... You know, if he had to carry the ball, what, a thousand times in a season, then he would need to keep playing to mm-hmm. get his million-dollar bonus. So, yeah, I got you. You know, I'm not, I, I think I think teams have seen in the past that players um, can hurt just as much as it can help. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure. What are you thinking, Matt? Uh, I mean, I think it's a, it's something that the Gump is going to have to be concerned about because when you look at the rest of everyone else's benches that, you know, do we have the best players on our benches? No, obviously not. But do we have players that are going to put up points every week? Um, it, it, it's one of those things. People get hurt. I mean, shoot, I'm, I'm one injury away from, from losing the best running back in the league right now. I mean, and what do I do at that point? Well, Gump has no answer for that. So, yes, I think it has to be a concern for him moving forward. Well, I'll say this. Uh-huh. Last point on this matchup. So, Gump's last win was week six. Let me tell you his, and he scored, he beat me. Uh, he scored two points. He got over me, 101 to 99. So let's let's talk week seven. Week seven, 72 points. Week eight, 44 points. Week nine, 73 points. Week 10, 76 points. Like, I mean, his t- team's kind of falling off. But I mean, there was Pat Mahomes being out. Definitely hurt some there. But and his and all the bye weeks because he doesn't have the bench depth. That's true. All right, let's go on to our next matchup. So we have permed up and earmuffed Taylor Woodrow at four and six with a projection of eighty-one points against big old TDs Amato, uh, projected at eighty-two points, sitting at four and six. Um, you know, I'm gonna go with the hot hand. I just got to I'm gonna go with Woodrow. He's he's been uh, kind of on fire lately. His team is putting up a lot of points. He made some hella good trades. Some of them from me, uh, but his team's very solid. Even though he's got uh, Barkley on bye week, you know, if he can fill in his running backs, that's his kind of uh, this week. His running backs are really kind of hurting him, so he needs to fill in some. He needs to find some uh, waiver wire pickups that to fill those gaps, but. Um, you know, Amato's definitely got a chance here. He definitely needs. I don't like Jared Goff at Chicago or uh, playing Chicago. Everyone else is pretty solid. Um, I see Ridley having a big game against Carolina. I think the Saints defense has a good game against Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, this this one's gonna be really close. I think it's gonna be low scoring. Uh, I think I think D Watt puts up some big numbers, but other than that, it's gonna be kind of a, t- a tight game. What do you think, Tony? Well, I like uh, I like Woodrow in this matchup also, but I'd like to point out that Nick Chubb has had over 100 yards, I think, over the last three weeks and hasn't scored a touchdown. Yep. So if Nick if Nick Chubb finds the end zone tomorrow night, then Amato wins. Yeah. But also, it, also Bereda today uh, was just listed as questionable. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't I don't know if Woodrow wants to wait around till Sunday to pick somebody up. There's not 
really anybody looking at it right now, really anybody to pick up on waiver wires that could replace him. Uh, he could pick him up and have um, uh, Raheem Morstead. Morstrip, excuse me. Uh, on, uh, he could pick him up. Yeah. And have him. He is. Uh, he's one of San Francisco's running backs. So, I mean, but I think Woodrow would have to drop a, a player like a, a Beretta or somebody like a running back. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that would work for him. But um, I'm going to lean towards Woodrow. But a motto wins if Nick Chubb scores a touchdown. All right. So you, Matt, what do you think? Tony's got Woodrow. Yeah. I, 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 no, no, no. I'm, to be clear, I'm picking Woodrow, but I'm saying if Nick Chubb scores a touchdown, Amato wins this game. But I'm going with Woodrow. What do right. you think, Matt? Yeah, I, I, I'm grinding with y'all. It's 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 permanent out there. I mean, it's it's three weeks in a row now, and and I'll go back to I think it was our original podcast when we were just diagnosing and having a little fun after the first week, and and I was all on board with permanent. They're going from worst in the league to the playoffs, and nobody wants to see him in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's a dangerous team. We saw that they can find a way to win when everybody counts him out last week against Adam, who was ranked uh, number one in the league at that point, retired for number one in the league at that point. So yes, I'm riding. I'm riding the perm wave all the way to the playoffs. All right, I like it. All right, all right. So next up, we have the New York Romosexuals at six and four, uh, projected at 97 points against Captain Chu at three and seven, projected with 85 points. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the uh, Romosexuals on this one. You know, I. Uh, I just like his matchups. His matchup, you know, they both got good players. You know, Shu Shu's uh, team kind of underperforms. Um, and he's lost a lot of close ones. He's got solid players, but you know, I don't know if Matt Stafford is healthy. I don't know if he's uh, gonna play this week. Um, I know he was having the back issues, but yeah. What do you think, Tony? I'm looking at Shu's bench right now. The only player on his bench that's not on a buy is Jake DeWitt. Um, so Shu's got a decision to make. Uh, does he drop Matt Stafford or Daniel Jones to pick up a quarterback for this weekend? Or does he hang on to Matt Stafford and cross the fingers and hope he plays? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Shu picked up Robbie Gold today, who's also still in, could still be injured. Um, I had to drop him and pick up San Francisco's kicker for Monday night because you know, yeah. I hung around till Monday night to, to hold him. So I don't know. I don't know if. Uh, Damn. I don't know here, man. I mean, I'm gonna have to go with Shoe. I mean, I'm sorry, with Matt over Shoe, just because even if they tie, even if they tie, Matt's gonna win here because Shoe has zero points on his bench. So I'm gonna go with Matt. Yeah, she's... What, do you, what do you think here, Olsen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the biggest the biggest thing right now is Matt Stafford. Is like, does he play? Uh, last week he didn't play for some sort of vertebrae issue. You know, how bad is that? How much of the Lions want to risk their franchise quarterback? But, you know, for me, this matchup is a lot more than just Matt Stafford. Uh, it's, it's a match against a guy that called me out when he got his manager of the week. Uh, you know, said my team was trash, X, oh, Y, and Z. Pro- promised all the oh. extra things saying we're going to have a winning record put it on, put it in the books it's going to happen and it's almost karma that I get to be the team that knocks him <laughs> out of the possibility of winning, having a winning record this season so I'm going with the Romosexuals by 15 go. points hell yeah wow um, and, 
not a possibility, Matt. There's zero, zero chance if you beat him. There's zero chance he has a winning record. I would like to point out, too, I have a little inside information about Matt Stafford. Uh, a friend of mine down here, his brother is the coach for the Lions, and he thinks Matt Stafford is done at quarterback as a lot of going to request a trade at the end of the year. So Matt Stafford might not be, we might not see Matt Stafford play for the Lions again. Really? That's just, wow. Uh, it's just, that's just something I've been told by a friend of mine who, who I know his brother is a coach for the Lions. Any so, in a contract? There you though? go. I mean, no, he could ask for a trade. Yeah, but he's not going to do that. He's not going to, like, sit out and not play. I mean, he may not want to risk it if his back's fucked up. Yeah, that's true. He might sit out the rest of his season and ask for a trade. You never, I mean, he might play, he might play, he might play Sunday. But he might sit out and ask for a trade, too. The Lions are three and five and one. They're three, five and one. I don't believe it, but I'm we'll roll with it. (laughs) I don't believe it, but. I didn't didn't believe it either, but I, I just, I. I know, I know this guy's brother is the running back coach for the Lions, so yeah. that's 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 the only reason I would even bring it up. All right, let's let's move so. on to the next matchup. So we got the Well Hungarians sitting at six and four against Taysom Hillbillies at four and six. Uh, David's projected eighty five. Taysom Hillbillies seventy nine. Um, this matchup's actually in it. You know, if Maurice will set his roster. I think he's a uh, He's going to be projected above uh, David, you know, because he doesn't have his defense in right now. This is going to be a good game. This is going to be pretty close. I mean, all these matchups, you know, Maurice definitely has the advantage with the wide receiver core. David has the advantage with the the running backs, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, Hmm. I don't know. This This is going to be a good matchup. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with David. His team's been solid all season. He's sitting at 6 and 4. I see him getting his 7th win. What do you think, Tony? Well, I'd like to point out that Maurice was the first person to come on to the podcast and actually lose his game. Then <laughs> um, damn he, dirty not, Saints. Not only, not only did Drew Brees probably cost in the game, which I know broke his heart more ways than one, but what a bonehead move to start the Giants defense. He's ranked 30th in the league. He did drop the Giants defense and pick up the Raiders. So that was actually a good move for him. Uh, both of these teams really need a win right here for playoff seating. If, if, if Mo wins, he's still in the hunt. If Knuckles wins, he's got a good solid top four uh, seating probably. So uh, I'm actually leaning a little bit towards uh, uh, Mo here just because I like Drew Brees this weekend against Tampa Bay's uh, garbage pass defense. Matt, what do you think? Um, you know, it's watching the Saints league. I mean, embarrassed last week. I mean, you're looking at a Falcons team and Jimmy. No offense here, but they're terrible. And out of nowhere, they're they, you know they have the pass rush of a you know a, a looking like the the, uh, the Patriots out there. The defense was incredible, and it was just embarrassing for Drew Brees. And I think that he comes back this week. You combine that and you double up the points of Mike Thomas. That's why I'm going with Mo this week. Is he doubles up? I think both of them have a big game and, and end up winning the uh, the matchup for him. Oh, both are calling for the stacking. For the what? The stacking. That's what it's called. It's called stacking when you have. Uh a quarterback and a wide receiver. 
He's got a tight end, too. <laughs> he does. Yeah. So, so he, I don't know what you call it with three people, but yeah, he's triple stacked. Well, if it was a relationship, it would be a thrumple. A thrumple? There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, let's see. All right, so the next matchup is going to be me against Papa Shimke. Uh, Papa Shimke sitting at 5-5, five and five, projected at 83 points against Maddie Light, projected at 82. You know, this is going to be another close one. I, I, I want to say I'm yeah. confident that I'm going to destroy him. My matchups aren't good, so... I'm going with me, but it's going to – I need someone to, like, step up. Like, I, I need, like, a breakout game. I, I need Sanu to get, like, two or three touchdowns or Eifert to have, like, a suddenly have a, a, a the best game of the season. You know, something needs to happen because my matchups aren't great. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> what do you think, Tony? You know, uh, Jimmy, you brought up you need a guy to go off. You need Sanu to get, like – touchdown mm-hmm. i know you guys all follow your favorite teams on like social media so you get like information before like it's put on espn and stuff like that so i follow the patriots on social media mm-hmm. uh sanu has been more involved this week in practice than any week uh since he's been on the team tom brady said it's gonna be fun throwing him the ball this weekend so jimmy i'm going with you and i'm actually gonna go with uh 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 an outside boom or bust from Olsen. I'm going to pick the new for a boom this weekend. Yeah. I'm going to you, Olsen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I'd like first off to thank Jimmy last week, with uh, which I'm hoping it was a sincere pick, you know, for the integrity of what we do here in picking uh, these things that we picked him last week. Well, maybe he was just fucking with me. I'm not sure. But I'm gonna go with Jimmy also. Uh, you know, I, I think Matt Ryan and the Falcons are riding the high for some reason and, and he plays well. Uh, the only concerning matchup that I have that, that Wade could could potentially beat him on is, is Dak in Detroit. Um but yeah, I mean going going with, with uh Tony's impromptu boom there, I mean how can I go against a a boom pick? So we'll go with Jimmy. I like it. Across the board, what do you think about that, Wade? What you think about that? But I will say this. Well, I, I think he should do a draft next time. Instead of, you know, <laughs> That's true. So. He, he was at a rave, apparently. <laughs> Let's see. Um, the, the one, going back, last thing I'll say about this. Isn't it kind of weird that Muhammad Sanu's projection is so low against Philadelphia? Like, what? I don't it's, get, because, it's because he hasn't been involved yet. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, and there was a bye week. So. Yeah. Right, because, like, cause like, I've got Edelman, who's projected at nine. Uh-huh. You know, Brady's only projected at 17. Yeah, Which, I mean, they don't, they don't really go high with that with a projection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I, I'm really surprised the New England defense is a six. Like, That's Philadelphia's offense, Philadelphia's offense isn't that good. And, like... You know, um, they've been better. That's bad. why I think they've been better the last couple weeks. Um, they've put up some points the last couple weeks. Like uh, uh, Carson's played better, but yeah, I think. But, but New England still has Stephon Gilmore, who's, who's probably the best cornerback in the league. Like, yeah. 
you know, like, they still have him, and, like, they're still protecting him on that low. Like, Carson Wentz isn't the quarterback, you know, that they draft. He's not, he's not what he was against Jacksonville State. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> so. No, I agree. You know? All right, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's head to the, uh, the main matchup of the week. We got the game of the week. The SFL Beast at 7-3 projected at 89 points against the unsportsmanlike conductors. Troy Wood sitting at 5-5. Five and five. This is a crucial matchup for Troy. And uh, could be icing on the cake for SFL Beast right before the playoffs. Or it could be uh, he's, he's still uh, battling to keep that number one spot. But I'm going to take the underdog. I'm going to take, uh, well... Not in projection standpoint, but I'm going to take Troy in this matchup. I think, uh, you know, Tony, you got you got a couple of bye weeks that are kind of putting you in a tight spot, like Derrick Henry being out, you know, your second tight end uh, being hurt. Um, yeah, I think, you know, all in all, I, th- I think Troy's matchups just are really solid right now. I think, uh, you know, if you look at um, – a, a big impact for Troy is going to be uh, Brian Hill and Julio Jones. What do they do against Carolina? What do you think, Tony? I mean, I really hate to, to say this, but I mean, Troy does have a very favorable matchup this week against me. Um, Lamar Jackson, like Matt said, has just been playing amazing. I, I'm interested to see how he plays against Houston. Mm-hmm. Also, though, man, I don't know how... Uh, how Carlos Hyde's going to do against Baltimore defense. Um, Brian Hill, I mean, Troy picked him up to pick up, you know, for, for uh, I, just, I just don't know. I don't know uh, all about Troy's matchups. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you know what, man, I'm on a four-game win streak. Uh, <laughs> I haven't lost uh, a pick of mine in four games, so uh, we're going with the beast here, but uh, Troy, Troy, man, uh, Troy, Miami, Miami, street. But I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna go with the Matt. What do you think? Yeah, it's you know you look at Troy's players, and I wonder if Carlos Hyde's gonna get the touches this week. I mean, he usually has to get about twenty to twenty-five touches to get about that eighty to ninety-yard range. And you know, playing against Baltimore, it's gonna be a shootout. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm saying that. Lamar Jackson put up another 49-point game this week, for all we know. So it, it's it's hit or miss there. Uh, but my big thing is is the Pats lost their last game. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have had two weeks to prepare for this game. It doesn't even matter who they're playing. I feel bad for them. I'm going with Tony just because of the Pats' defense, Tom Brady, and Edelman, and they just go crazy this week. Yeah, that's a good point. They, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. That's our uh, our week eleven picks. That's a great podcast this week. Our week eleven matchups are set. It's almost time to for kickoff tomorrow. Uh, Thanks for joining the call, Tony. Uh, Matt Olson with the Boomer Bust and the Weekly Picks. It's been great. Uh, anything else? Anyone else have anything to add? Just, uh, you know, thanks to me again for, you know, opening up a little bit about your personal life and sharing with everybody at the GM Call of the Week. I'd like to point out, guys, 
they uh yesterday was Colin Kaepernick thing. He could get uh he get signed by a team and not play this year. Uh, hmm. So keep up keep up on that, Matt. What you got? Yeah, I got a little something I'd like to say. You know, this league doesn't have any rivalries. And I wanted to thank somebody for stepping up to the plate early in this season after I called him out and sent him some trash trash trades because, you know what, the team's trash. I called his team trash at the beginning of this league. I said, hey, came out, your team ain't got a bunch of nobodies on it. The best player you got is Leonard Fournette. He's never even finished the whole season. Trash. Where are you at? The bottom. Because you're trash. Oh, it's all just trash. Oh, shit. You got something about it. The best part is is that I finally get to send you packing. You're going to go home with your eighth loss this week. You're not going to get in the playoffs. You're not going to have a winning record like you're guaranteed. I want you to sit down and everybody outside give me two claps on a Rick Flair. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like it. Rivalry. I guess. I guess uh, we're gonna put you guys in a division next year. Oh, I can't wait! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone for uh, joining the podcast, uh, listening. And, uh, let the uh, fantasy god shine down on you. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was that for 